teve um das scripture in book of Proverbs 23 verse 1. Proverbs 23 verse 1 e that says for as a thing in his heart so is he. For as he thinketh in his heart so is he. The thoughts that runs through your mind brethren matters. The thoughts that you have as you are sitting down there matters. The thought you have concerning your life, concerning your marriage, concerning your children, concerning your career, concerning your health, it matters a lot. As a man ticket in his heart, so is. If you think you are small, you will really small. If you think you have no ability, you will not have ability. If you see difficult challenges and you think it's bigger than you, they will be bigger than you. When the 12 spies were sent to go and look at the land God has, had given them, 10 of them came back and said, Indeed, the promise of God is true. That land is full with milk and honey. But there were, what, who, who are there? Giants there. And we are like what? Grasshoppers before them. That was the way they saw themselves. And they couldn't make it because they have seen themselves in that way. If you see yourself that where well, I'm a poor man, I will remain, you will remain poor. That is the truth. But when you see yourself, you know, in abundance, you will walk towards what? Abundance. It drives you. Your thought drives you. Your imagination drives you. Praise the Lord. If you see your marriage and you said this marriage cannot work, it will not work. Praise the Lord. Do you think every marriage that is working, people don't work for it? People work for their marriage to do what? To work. Some of them have even more difficult challenges than you have. And you are looking at them as a disciple. Look at that marriage. It's working fine. They work for it. As a man thinker in his heart, so is he. So what are the thoughts going through your mind? And that's why the scripture says in Proverbs 4.23 Proverbs 4.23 Say keep thy heart with what? With all diligence. For out of it comes what? The issues of life. So it's very important brethren, for us to be guided. What do you process in your heart? What do you think of? So I go to the new year. What are the things you are meditating on? You know, Sunday school this morning, the first question our mommy asked was defining meditation. What is meditation? And there were so many interesting responses. Pondering. You know, what you place in your heart. And she was asking, is that between what you place in your heart and what you place what? In your head. There are differences. So what, is, what are you meditating on? Your meditation can either limit you or elevate you. So we have to be very conscious of that. Praise the Lord. That's just a form of uh, what I just want to start with this morning before I go to my message. But my advice for us is that please guide your heart with all diligence. Whatever it takes to guide it, 
guard it. If you need to give yourself a space for some people that will give you every time negative, negative, give yourself a space. So they don't use that negativity to affect you as a person. Praise the Lord. About some weeks back, the Lord dropped a question into my heart. And I meditated on that question for a long time. And this question is applicable to each and every one of us here today by the grace of God. It may not be applicable to everybody. But it is important for everybody to know the answer to that question. Some people may not find it relevant to them. That means that does not mean that the question is not important to them. And the question the Lord dropped into my heart was, are you ready? Are you ready? And that's the question I want us to ask ourselves this morning. Are you ready? Can you help me ask your neighbor, are you ready? It's a very important question. And as I said, to many people, they may not find it relevant to them. Because they are not expecting anything. But that does not mean that that question does not affect them. The one that comes is coming for everybody's judgment day. Praise the Lord. Are you ready? And what is important because, you know, when you are expecting somebody and you have a particular time you are expecting that person, it is most likely that you will be ready and prepared to receive that person because you know the time, you know the hour when that person is coming. If you need to keep your house in order, you keep your house in order to make sure that person is received properly and feel welcome. But if you don't know the hour or the time that person is coming, then that means that you have to be what? Ready at all time. Because if you're not ready at all time, by the time it comes, it may be too late for you to start getting yourself together. Praise the Lord. It's just, let, let, let me give an example, which many of us may relate with. But when you are a bachelor or a spinster, your friends didn't tell you he was coming or she was coming to your house. And the whole house is scattered everywhere. Your normal self. Everything thrown. The, the, the socks is on the table. Every, everywhere. And then the bell rang and the person came in. And you look at the window. Ah! This one. You start running around. Okay, that's everything. Because you feel ashamed that you are not what you should be when that person came in. In the book of Revelation 16, verse 15, that scripture puts it this way. It says, Behold, I come as a thief. Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keep it. You can, you can underline that 
to do what? Watch it and keep it. His garments. Lest he walk naked. And what? They see his shame. See, behold, I come as a thief. I come when you are not prepared. Unannounced. I don't give you notice. I don't intend to give you notice that I'm coming. But be sure I'm coming. Praise the Lord. Comes like a thief in the night. When you are not prepared. Say, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. You are not only going to be watching. The other thing you need to do what? is to keep your garments. Hello? Two things. Watch and keep your garments. Many people are watching. Many people are, you know, desirous of his coming. They are expecting his coming. But it is not everybody that is watching. That is what? Keeping his garments. The two go together. It will be, you know, of no necessity for you to watch. If you don't keep your garment clean. Praise the Lord. So it's very important that if you watch, you also keep your garment. And I like the way the message put it. Let us read it for the message. If you can put in the message transcription on the screen, please. I will appreciate it. He said, keep watch. Keep watch. I come unannounced. Can you put the message translation of this scripture, please? Allow we need the amplified too. If you have that. Keep watch. I come unannounced. Like a thief. You are blessed if awake and dressed. You are ready for me. Too bad if you are found running through the streets naked and ashamed. Just like a bachelor spinster that had a house unorganized when the fiance comes into the house. Feel the shame. And the amplifier, do you have amplifier there? Amplifier said, Say, behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is he who stays awake. Stays awake. And who keeps his clothes. That is, stays spiritually ready for the Lord's return. So that he will not be naked, spiritually unprepared. And men will not see his shame. Praise the Lord. That is why we're asking ourselves this morning. Are you ready? I believe because we are all in the church, our faith has brought us here. And we all know that surely he's coming back. We don't know the hour, don't know the time. We all know he's coming back. And the question is are we ready? Because it is not just about being in the church. It is about being ready when it comes. Praise the Lord. That was why in 1 Thessalonians 2.19. 1 Thessalonians 2.19. And, and I want to just appeal to you. If you can go and study the book of Thessalonians. The letter of Paul to Thessalonians. 
because he was just trying to remind them about his coming back about the coming back of the Lord Jesus Christ in 1st 2 19 the scripture says for what is our hope or joy or crown of rejoicing what can make us happy what can give us that joy if not and not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ at his coming not that because he was telling them that he was hearing good thing about them they were always in around fellowship with each other but see what we give him more joy is for them to be ready to be in his presence at his coming and that is what is important brethren no matter what we are doing now in the, in the, in the church or wherever we are if we are not ready then it becomes irrelevant Ask your neighbor again, are you ready? Now let us look at the scripture of Matthew 25. Matthew 25, this is a scripture we, we are all familiar with. I don't know why this message is coming this time, but I just want us to, I said, I said to you, the, the question dropped into my heart. And I believe that that question is not for me alone. That's why I'm sharing this question with us. Matthew 25, from verse 1. This is a very familiar scripture. I will then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lambs and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lambs and took no oil with them. With them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lambs. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your hall. For our lamps, our lamps are gone out. Your lamp will not go out. I repeat, your lamp will not go out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so. Lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that say, and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came. And they that were ready, they that were ready, went in with him to the marriage. And the door was shut. May the door of salvation not be shut against you. In the name of Jesus, after work came, also the other virgins saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Let us dissect this scripture a bit. There were ten of them. But because five of them wise and five stupid or foolish. Now, if you, if you look at the culture of the Jewish, when the bridegroom is coming, the bridegroom normally goes to the house of the bride to pick the bride and they come home together. 
And then when they come to the bridegroom's house, they have the wedding party. These ten virgins were selected to be the ones that will welcome the bridegroom to the wedding party. And there is a basic qualification that they need to have. They have to be virgins. So they met the basic qualification. That was why they were selected. The basic qualification, they met it. They knew that the bridegroom would be coming. They knew that they need a lamp for the party. Just like every one of us in the church today. Some of us are born again. We have received Christ as our Lord and Savior. We have that basic qualification. I can use that word. We are already expecting it's coming. But just like these five stupid virgins, it is not everybody that is ready for his coming. We may all be in the church. It doesn't mean that every one of us is ready. They were all seated together. There may be some other maidens that may want to be part of that wedding party. But they were not selected for one reason or the other. But they were there. But they were not actually ready for the party. Praise the Lord. So being a Christian is just one thing. Being ready is another thing. You may have the basic qualification. At the beginning of the year, I was talking about the foundation of our faith. And I said some of us were born into faith because our parents were Christians. We just become Christians. Some of us came to the knowledge of Christ through ministrations. Somebody preached to us and became Christians. Some of us just, you know, walk into the church. How we come to know him may be different. But we are holding the church. Some of us, as I said earlier, are saved. We have accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. But that does not mean that we should just relax. Bible says we should be careful. We should be what? Vigilant. Because what? Our adversary, the devil, is like what? A roaring lion. Seeking whom he will devour. We say that if you break the hedge, what happens? The serpent will bite. I will say, let he that take his stand. Do what? Take heed, lest he fall. Walk at your own salvation. What? With fear and trembling. So it's not a completed walk, brethren. Like just, I'll give you a matter of right, it's finished. And some people will say, ah, one save is forever. Hey, it's a wrong theology. Praise the Lord. You have to be careful. The devil is trying to put everybody out of the fold. And they will do every, everything possible to do that. You will not be his candidate. You will not be a victim. In the name of Jesus. And he can use anything. 
to do that. So they all had a basic qualification. But that does not mean that they are all ready. And that's why this question is important in the church today. We must ask ourselves this question all the time. Are you ready? It may not be the kind of message that you hear every day, but the kind of message that we need all the time. Are we ready? Number two point is they all appear ready. Number one, they had the basic qualifications. Number two, they all appeared ready. People will see them seated as the you no know, maidens, the breastmen. They were all ready. But physically, they seem ready. But internally, spiritually, they were not ready. Praise the Lord. So, you know that you see somebody in church every day. He's always available in church. He's always at every meeting. Ah, does not mean that that person is ready for his coming. May not be. It's beyond physicality. It's beyond just showing off, showing some fault. It's much more than that. So we need, we need to be conscious of the fact that, that somebody is always around, going to every program, you always see them in any program, that does not mean that that person is ready for his coming. It's beyond that. Because what they need, when the Lord came, they didn't have it. They went, they, 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 all, they, all, they, they, they went to, to to, 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 to put up their lamp, they realize that they have gone out of oil. May you not run, run out of oil in the name of Jesus Christ. They run out of oil. They were not ready. Because it, it is spiritual. What you need to be ready is more than your physical presence. It's something that has to do with your spiritual life. That was that, that emphasis on on, 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 uh, in Amplified Passion of the Bible said, he said, you need to be ready. Spiritually prepared. Spiritually prepared. Now, the next point is very important. This is very important. When the bridegroom came, what were they doing, all of them? They were all sleeping. It was not only the five that were sleeping. All the ten, they were all sleeping. They were all fatigued. They have tired. So the ten of them were sleeping. They were at the same stage physically. So anybody that saw them can say that well, they are at the same level. But what is not clear to many is that even though those other five were sleeping, they were prepared for the hour. They were prepared for it. And what is the lesson there for you and me? Brethren, don't copy people. Hello? Don't look at others to judge your spiritual level. 
Don't say because this one is not coming to church, I'm not coming to church as well. Hmm. You don't know what that one is doing to prepare himself or herself spiritually. Don't say because this one is not praying. I'm not seeing him praying. I'm not praying too. You don't know when he's no firing on on his own. They all slept. But when the hour came, they, some people realized that they overslept. Praise the Lord. You must not judge your spiritual level based on what you see others doing. Bible says, work at your own salvation with fear and trembling. This is very, very important. Don't use others to judge yourself. Ah, uh, we, have, we have prayer money, prayer every morning. Ah, uh, do you normally join? I don't join. But I will not join again to myself. It's too early. I have to be sleeping that time. And you don't join prayer, prayer in the morning. And the parent is not joining. Maybe he has another way of preparing himself. And in fact, iron sharpened what? Iron. Join. And pray with people. We don't know what? We don't know the time God wants to send you a message. Do you understand? I've, I've been in prayer meeting in the morning that somebody prays. May not even be a worker, maybe one of our members, and then says something and strikes me. And I'm blessed by that message. You don't know when the hour will come for that message will come for you. When Elizabeth went to Shiloh that year, Anna, sorry, Anna, was she expecting anything? She, she has been going every year, but that day, that, that day was her own day. She got something from God. Don't know the hour. Many of us don't come from Sunday school. I am always blessed by Sunday school. When I listen to the discussions and how people put off their arguments, it's very important. Make it a duty to come for those programs. It strengthens you spiritually. Don't compare yourself to another person. Hello? It is not a combined honor. It is an individual task. Praise the Lord. Even husband and wife. Hello? So what, because when the hour comes, it's going to be your own work. Not our work. No. They all slept. But they were, they were prepared. It's just, it's just like when you are in school. You know, some students are very, very brainy. Do you know that? They don't need to go and study again. Our brothers here was sharing with me one day. One day when he entered university at Ife those days. As a young boy, he had some friends that they were so playful. Very, very playful. So he joined them. So they will finish class, they run around, just guess, do a lot of things. In fact, some of, the, some of those friends, they smoke ganja. But what he did not know, is that these friends are very, very brainy. 
They don't need to attend more than just one class. They capture everything. Exact came. By the time they finished first year, they all called, hey, hey, hey. He was asked to, to withdraw. Asked to withdraw. And I was you passed? I passed. Oh. How did you do it? I passed. <laughs> I passed. We are laughing. That is how it looked like on that day. See, I passed. So he had to go and sit down. Say, okay. They, please give me another chance. Let me repeat this class. Then he sat up and he knew he came to school to study, not to go and chase around girls. And he graduated. Praise the Lord. The good thing about that one was that there was another chance for him. But here, there's no other chance. May you not miss your salvation. In the name of Jesus Christ. They all slept. But some of them wake up to glory. Some wake up to shame. Praise the Lord. And the fourth point, very important as well, was that the friends, they went to meet the friends. Please, can you share with us your oil? Can you share with us your oil? And they said, no. Let it not be that you will not be enough for the two of us. And you know what? Before they slept, they may have been chatting together. Jason, chatting together, talking together. But when it comes to that, there's a limit to what they can share with them. So, sorry, I can't share this with you. And that is the truth. Salvation is not a combined something. No, it's for yourself alone. Don't let anybody drag you down. Though we are friends, oh, but this one, I'm not sharing with you. Let it not be that you not be enough for the two of us. You are O-Y. What's that? <laughs> or your? Praise the Lord. You're on your own. It, it has to be deliberate planning. They know that there's likelihood that this person may tarry. So they put extra hoy so that they will not be unprepared when it comes. Don't relax. Don't know, lose your guard. Don't lose your guard. Be ready at all times. Philippians 2 say, work out your own salvation with what? Fear and trouble your own personal salvation. There are times, and, and one other important point here, which I don't want to to, to lose, was that you know when the ten of them were waiting, the other wise ones did not have, you know, the need. They didn't even bother to ask them, "Do you have extra oil? Do you understand? What if they have asked them? Maybe they just assume that they should have." Hello? And it's very important for many of us in the church. We see each other every day. We are not even conscious of whether that person's spiritual level is right or, not, or wrong. We just assume that it's okay. Just assume that they are okay. No. It should, if we are real brethren, we should be able to challenge ourselves. How are you doing? Is there anything? You no. Know, pray for them. 
Don't assume that everybody is okay. Don't assume that everybody is ready. It's very important. Because asking the question, doing the right thing may change the life of that person completely. And that is not even spiritual alone. Sometimes you have friends that are suicidal. Do you know that? Very suicidal. Somebody was sharing with me recently that he was almost at the point of committing suicide. Almost. He was having challenges with his wife. And he was like, at the point I said, well, let me just finish it here. And at that time, he lost his father. He went home for the burial of his father. And when he got home, and he saw what people are going through, he said, no, I have to leave. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> he saw people are going through much more difficult situation than him. He said, no, 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 I have to thank God for what I'm going through. So that, that changed his mentality. But sometimes you just hear that somebody just died. Ah, I saw him yesterday. What happened to him? We didn't even bother to ask him what he's going through his life. Because we, we, we know of reason of how, uh, what's, our, what's our brother, what's his name? Anthony Bourdain. How he died. Who would have thought that somebody that's making everybody happy? Eating. There's no food that man cannot eat. Have you seen any food? <laughs> oh, this is delicious. I said, how, how is this man eating everything? And the way he presents his thing, you, you, you'll be captivated, you will love it. You know, so when he went to Lagos, Morocco, he went to, he went to Morocco, and he presented so well. But the man has a gaping hole in his heart. Nobody could feel it. It's good to ask questions. Your friends, how are they doing? You don't know what we are going through. The Lord help us in the name of Jesus Christ. And by the time they knew they had no land, no oil, it was too late. They ran everywhere. And they got, when they came back, say, open the door for us. Say, sorry, you are late. You will not be late. <laughs> Lift up your hands. Praise the Lord Almighty. So, Lord, help me that we not miss the mark. I will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord Jesus. Lord, I will not miss it. Lord Jesus, I will not realize too late I'm on the wrong path. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Thank you, Jesus. Help me, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. It will not be too late for you. I repeat, it will not be too late for you. In the name of Jesus. You know, Paul wrote to the Thessalonians in 1st John 5. He gives them some things that they need to be doing. And I find those things very important, even as we prepare for his coming. I find it very important 
based on the scripture we read in Matthew 25, how we can either encourage each other or encourage ourselves so that we'll be ready indeed. First Thessalonians 5. That was the scripture our brother read in Bible reading. First Thessalonians 5. I will read from verse 14. He wrote, Say, now we exhort you, brethren. Say, warn them that are unruly. That means that we should preach the gospel. We should not just keep to ourselves. Develop an attitude of gospel, uh, no, preaching gospel. Reaching out to the unreached. Find a way of reaching out. That will not only encourage you yourself, you are actually illuminating life. Reach out. If the person doesn't want to talk or want to talk about it, fine. But you don't know that somebody may be out there actually needing the message from you. But because you keep quiet, the person never had the person to hear them from the Lord. So one then I only comfort the feeble-minded. Support each other. Don't assume like this other five virgins that the other five had what it takes. Support the feeble-minded. Support the weak. Be patient toward all men. Let, let that be a virtue for you. Patience. Sometimes the reason why many marriages in particular are going through troubles today is because people are not patient, patient with, each other, with each other. We're not patient with each other. So see that none render evil for evil. If your attitude has been that I will hit back, I will do it, I, I, I'll give it to you back, then you are in the borderline of missing the opportunity, missing it when, it when it comes back. Don't give evil for evil. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourself and to all men. Let this be what drives you. Doing the right thing, doing good things to yourself and to people around you. Now, you're going to 16. Rejoice evermore. Rejoice evermore. Very important. If you are always down, no, you are not, you are, you are not in a mood of thanksgiving. The devil is having a place in your heart. He can so seep onto your heart. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Pray alive. Very important. In everything, give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus among you. Concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesying. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Very important. Not just hearing the word. From the scriptures, from the from the from the from the, the pulpit here, go home and study yourself. 
See the scriptures. Don't rely on what you hear on the alone. Go and listen. Go and go and study yourself. Don't just be comforted with hearing alone. Also study. That's the challenge of many Christians today. We're just comfortable with just hearing, hearing. We don't want to receive ourselves. Go to the world, search the scriptures. This is what I hear today. What does it mean to me? And that's why many have been deceived today. Many have been deceived. You see a lot of things on the, on the internet. No, you can't believe people believe that. In the church of God. You can't believe people believe that. Desperate people. But the scripture is there for you to prove things. Praise the Lord. To prove all things. All fact that which is good. If you realize that something is not right, don't follow it. No matter who says it. If it is not in line with the word of God, don't follow it. Abstain from all appearances of evil. And do very God of and the very God of peace. Sanctify your whole holy. And pray. And I pray God your and I pray God your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's rise on our feet. Are you ready for him? Are you doing things now that will make you to be ready for him? Does your life now represent what God expects you to be doing? If he comes now, can you say you are ready? If this is the hour, will you be ready for him? Yes, you are in the church. Yes, you are always in the church. But as we said, that does not mean that you are ready. Let's close our eyes and reference God. And I want to give up to somebody here this morning. Yes, you are in the church. But you know surely that if he comes now, you are not ready for him. You are not just ready for him. Something is lacking. Something that needs to be done so that you will be ready. If you are here, you may have given your life to Christ in the past. But right now, you know you are not standing right. You want to rededicate your life to God. Say, Lord, I've come back to you. Or you have not even done it before. But you want to say, Lord, I'm giving my life to you. Just lift up your hands to the Lord Almighty. I want to pray with you. Is anybody saying that today? I can see that God bless you. God bless you, my brother. Anybody say, I want to give my life to you. I want to surrender heart to you. Anybody joining in? I want to surrender heart to you. I'm ready for you.